You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello and welcome to The Kylo Show. Uh, we're having some fun. I, I'm back. Been, I know. It feels kind of strange to be, you Just know, you and I? Yeah, just be sitting across the table from you. <laughs> I don't have any facial hair. How you so been? How I'm, you been? Yeah. I've been good. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah. I'm not one of the guys. No. Um, I mean, I was on. We had Jimmy and Gina on. Mom was here with us, though. Yeah. So it's been it's been a little minute since I was just the two of us. I know. I know. So, but I I love the topic that you've been carrying on while I've been gone. It's been a lot of fun. And it's it was, a pretty uh, important it, one. It, yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of man energy going on. It was mm-hmm. good. Yes. What's fun is to listen to it. Because uh, I'm normally in this room, so yeah. I don't hear all the giggles and whatever's going on. I won't say you guys weren't giggling, but it is. It was funny listening to some of the hoot and hollering that was coming through the door because yeah. it sounded like just a good old time. You yeah. guys were all having in here. Turned it into a locker room for a little while. Uh, you did. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. You know, it but was, it's good because we we need. I mean, I have such a heart for for fathers to be engaged and yeah. to feel confident mm-hmm. and. Um, desire that role and position in the home mm-hmm. and the family. And so I love um, just watching you rally even the guys in our office that are fathers to to speak from their heart and um, break off a piece of their life and, and hand it away to our listeners and then inviting Chris in his new book. I mean, just so many, mm-hmm. so many rich things we've got going on. We have more guys in this office than we've ever had. Yes. And they're all fathers. Yay. Which is really fun. Yeah. And it's, it's not very, you don't have to scratch very deep to find, uh, the, the fruit of responsibility, Mm -hmm. like men who have been willing to take responsibility for not only for themselves, but for a wife, Mm -hmm. for children, for, uh, provision, for influence, for leadership. I mean, these guys are, you know, they're doing a good job. Yeah. And so it's very fun to just crack it open and let other people see that as well. Yeah. We, uh, Ben and I are leading a, it's going to be for three months, uh, a marriage kind of fam- healthy families uh, class at Jesus Culture. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked last week with them was the needs that a man has and a woman and how they're different and mm-hmm. different things like that. But one of the things you just said was um, to be providers or um and provision. And another piece that I, I was really walked away with in just having here Ben's conversation with you guys in here and going into that was how important it is for a father to have a pro vision, mm-hmm. like to, to be casting vision, not just being a provider of mm-hmm. the finances and, and, and those necessities, but really grasping this ownership of leading our family somewhere mm-hmm. and um, and how much trust that builds when that's seen mm-hmm. and how, you know, from a wife's perspective, like, oh, okay, good. You have it. Great. I won't worry about that. I'll mm-hmm. do the other things that I'm great at. And I think for children, it's just, it inspires them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love listening to Lincoln talk about how he just wants to be a dad because mm. of how much he loves watching Ben be mm-hmm, a dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, let me cry right now in yeah, the corner yeah. because it's just so beautiful to see how he's, he sees vision from he's his inspired. father. He is. Yeah. It's, it's so fun to watch. And, and part of 
being you know throwing that vision out there is also being a protector because mm -hmm. you're I'm protecting my family from ending up in a ditch because I'm looking out the windshield right and looking down the road and steering this thing and not just ending up in this situation ending up in that situation mm -hmm. because we didn't proactively design our life and our relationship and our our family we just ended up with that financial issue we just ended up with mm -hmm. uh, you know this going on with our kid we just ended up with this problem in our marriage like well that's what happens when there's a lack of vision mm -hmm. is we just wander aimlessly the bible says yeah ben says which i'm sure he said this but uh, being the standard of love, that men set the standard of love in their mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. And I know I've said it on here before, but that is, it It does, it creates this connection in our home when we look to him as, okay, this is the standard we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. And and everybody knows that this is what he is setting the tone for how we show up in our relationships, the expectations. Just the other day, Lincoln got all pouty upset about something and he's like dude i don't know what you're doing right now but that's not okay towards your mom and i'm mm. like yeah yeah that's my man <laughs> protecting me keeping connection alive i mean it, it's it's those moments where, and it wasn't like he was that, that was as harsh as it was how i just said it. it's like buddy you can't talk to your mom that way yeah. and it was small the the thing that i love though is it was a it was a small hint of disrespect that Lincoln threw at me mm -hmm. and and Ben was like no yeah. that's not what we do in this home so it's just keeping that standard at that level I remember um, I first got saved I you know I have no positive men in my life right I just kind of don't even know really what to m measure my own conduct by and um Bill Johnson is telling a story. It was it was unrelated to me becoming a man, but it totally impacted me as a man, as a as a husband, as a father. He said that his dad, Earl Johnson, uh, was in the kitchen and Bill was snipping at his mom about something, mm -hmm. and Earl spun around and said, "Young man, you will not speak to my wife." in that tone mm -hmm. and it took it out of it, your mom you you won't talk to your yeah, mom yeah. no 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 buddy you want a problem with me <laughs> this is how you get a problem with me right here sure. you know? it was like whoa 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 <laughs> the reframe on that conversation really helped um set the priority of relationships in the family mm -hmm. like oh me and mom we're number one mm -hmm. you sir will be coming up at two yeah. You 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 are strong second, mm -hmm. but you're second place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I it is I, I thinking about the early years of Ben and I married and, and kids and what what we chaos we created because of our own stuff we were looking to learn to grow out of compared to now and who Ben shows up in and my ability to surrender and just submit to him and be like, okay, I trust you. Because he's doing such a great job. Mm -hmm. He's doing such a great job in leading. And I laugh because um, what I see him develop in our kids, it's, all, it's just so different than what I can bring to our kids. Mm -hmm. It's just so different, which is why God's designed for families that there's two of you in there because mm -hmm. you bring two completely different things. 
Um, but it, you know, he can get something out of Lincoln when he goes to Taekwondo that I cannot get out of that boy. Mm-hmm. I have tried, I have tried. I'm usually frustrated at the end of it, but I love what he brings out of Lincoln. I love what he inspires in Adeline, especially for the ward. I mean, right now. I know. Right now, I this heard. girl. Yes, I heard. And it's so much, Is it's been connection to feeding this in her. Yeah. Uh, she's decided, she's 14, because this is totally what I was doing when I was 14, mm-hmm, is um, she's making... Uh, a prayer wall in her closet. So she has a prayer closet mm-hmm. and she's got all her scriptures and then she's got these declarations she's making of her herself, her friends, her family, mm-hmm. her sister. Uh, she's away and I'm like, yeah, that sounds about what I was doing when mm-hmm. I was 14. Um, yeah. No, not even close, but it is, Ben and her have this little relationship of with the Bible, they she'll read something and come and tell him, and he just nurtures this and encourages going deeper. And it's really fun to see how that takes shape in Adeline because yeah. it's it's different. Like uh, we have her and I have a different relationship, and I sewer something different in her. But to watch him lead them in this, this mm-hmm. curiosity and um, desire for the Word, mm-hmm. he does such a great job in that. Yeah, and they must believe him. You know, they must believe him that he's following Jesus because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, okay, well, I'm following you. Yeah. So I guess we're all following Jesus. And you're like, right, that's how this yeah. works. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and the same thing's going role. on with Lainey too, but it's just different because she's not in the house. So. Yeah, well, she's at BSSM now, you know, yeah. and she's getting saturated in, in you know, what shaped all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But she calls her dad first when, when all the big, huge moments spiritually happen. She's calling Ben, and yeah. they just are oohing and aahing over yeah. the powerfulness of this. And so I, he, I just love watching it. Yeah. It's super fun to see. I think the other thing that is the dad's influence and or um, maybe the, the back to that standard of love is – how quickly I repair a disconnect, how quickly mm-hmm. I clean up my mess. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, you know, if I raised my voice, if I was sharp or short or disrespectful in some way, or, or somebody just experienced me in a scary way, whether I was, it was intentional or not, I'm, I'm there to clean up the mess. I'm moving back towards you like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Nope. Wasn't trying to do that. Nope, don't want you to feel that. I, you know, not, another part of protecting my family is protecting my family from me. Mm-hmm. And nobody can really you know, create a father wound the way dads can. Yeah. And at the same time, nobody can clean it up like that. And then it, sta- it sets the standard for how we're going to treat each other mm-hmm. going forward. Like there will be short accounts. There will be, uh, you know, we'll be quick to listen and slow to become angry. And that's just how we do it here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's thinking about Ben and his dad. I love Rob. Amazing. And he came from a very different household than you did. Um, and they're both components that you've brought into being fathers that you didn't necessarily maybe learn or get. But the, what I love is that there's permission to start today to repent, to clean up your mess, and then to move towards becoming 
the father that you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the thing that feels available for those listening is that you don't have to come from this perfect background. No. You don't have to come from, okay, I, I read all the books and now I can do it. It's it's really that that invitation of, of Lord, give me an encounter with you so I can father my children like you father me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what I feel like this whole thing that has been about is how can we inspire the men to be humble enough to invite an encounter that says, Will you will you guide me? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the permission that's on the table right now. It's like, you can have that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do remember uh, one time you guys were out of town. I, I think you were in Hawaii or something. We'd been with the kids for a little while. Um, <laughs> Mom is upstairs trying to put the kids to bed. She comes down, she goes, okay, you're on. <laughs> this isn't working. And they're so not I going go, to sleep. <laughs> so I go upstairs, and they're all in your room. And uh, I said, okay, everybody normal. to their room. Uh, you guys get in your bed, and Lainey says, uh, we can stay in here. I said, not tonight. <laughs> everybody back in their beds, and everybody jumps off the bed, goes back in their beds, and then I sat on that little couch outside in the hallway, you know, because uh, Lincoln comes out. He sees me. He goes back in, you know, and uh, and then he came out, and he laid outside Addie's, you know, on I the floor that there. Season he, would sleep, he would sleep outside because <laughs> Addie wouldn't let him in the room. <laughs> yes. So he would sleep outside her door. And uh, so I said, yeah, you can sleep there, yeah. And then when you got home, uh, Delaney says, uh, well, we all got a taste of how you were raised. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Jeez. It was just because I went... Everybody out now, and I, you know, they never experienced no. that with me. I am never the the tough guy. It was yeah, probably after the fifth time Mimi tried to yeah, get them to yeah. be going to bed. That's pretty funny. I I one of the things that I very much still vividly remember with you, you know, talking about the being a leader, the protector, and um, and trying to guide me without telling me what to do. Like that was, you know nurturing my heart, giving wisdom, but not using it as I'm the father. So that's the law type of experience mm-hmm. was well, I had a summer crush. I fell in love with a boy that was older than me. And I thought that that was for sure who I was going to marry. I was, I don't know, 12 probably. Mm-hmm. And it was family camp. Cause all the things happen at family camp. There's just so much freedom. So you're just running around anyways. Billy Darvell. That's mm-hmm. who I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah. I knew where you were going. Uh-huh. But I remember we went to a breakfast diner and you were describing, again, I'm 12 years old, so I'm just a little bit older than Lincoln, but you're describing um, my heart and and really the care and value that I should be taking with my heart as I start having hormones and start discovering how boys can like me back and how this feels. And you took the little ceramic bowl that it was full of the jellies. The little jellies. <laughs> the yes. little jellies. Mm-hmm. You and your analogies my my whole life. <laughs> analogies and acronyms. Just, it just comes to me. It I don't just, know what it is. Yeah. Well, I am now famous for it because of you. I have some great ones of my own. But you started describing how all these jellies are my heart. And if I give it all to this person hoping that they can take care of it, but they don't, I'll be left with nothing. Yeah. I'll be heartbroken. And and they open all the lids, and you're just like, 
I think he went and got another bowl of jelly just wrecking to make a point. Wrecking all the jellies. <laughs> wrecking all the jellies. Yes. <laughs> wrecking all the jellies. Yeah. All the marmalade was spilled. And um, just trying to display how I can't repair my heart like its original form if I just waste it all, you know. And and giving one piece of my heart to see how well they take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um and that will be, and then if they do a good job, then I can give another piece because mm-hmm. I want to save my whole heart for someone that's going to take good care of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm 38 years old and and I still remember this conversation yes. of... The jelly analogy. The jelly analogy mm-hmm. as I was sitting there. So every boy I ever liked, I'm like, okay, I'll give you one piece of jelly, which, what, how do you measure that? Yeah. Here's the... Here's a little portion yeah. of my heart. What will I tell you? But it's just kind of always been there for me to steward. And obviously married 20 years nearly now. And Ben has my whole heart. And he's always taking really great care of it. But it was such a a place of wisdom and an invitation to understand something that I didn't even understand. But for you to kind of take me on this journey and and give me something that I could hold on to for a really long time. And I mean, I had a few other boyfriends in those seasons and you know, I'm like, Oh, you're, you're not taking good care of my heart. Oh, this, this is, this is that, this is what you're talking about. Oh, I'm oh. so glad you don't have all of it. Yep. Can I have that piece? Cause you haven't opened it yet, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's a, uh, it's just funny. And I, I, there's been other situations where you've given other analogies to boys I've dated and, and even thinking about, you know, Delaney has a boyfriend, she's an adult, he's an adult, all the fun that comes with adult parenting now. But even when Ben and I were dating and, you know, we brought you into our relationship asking for your help to keep us at this standard. And you held that line as if Ben and I kissing were the act of us having sex. I mean, that's how you treated this. And I remember, we only just kissed, that's all we did. But you said you, you kept the line because that's what we asked you to do. Yeah, and I think that a dad's job, a lot of a dad's job, is really to help his daughter respect herself yeah. in front of other people. And, and, and the way that she does that is she respects herself in front of her dad. Hmm. And, and so she's not just at the, um, you know, the 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 vulnerable recipient of whatever the dad wants, because that really is a a masculine feminine training ground. Mm. So I really want you to be able to feel powerful around me so that when you go out there, you feel powerful around them. Mm -hmm. And the idea of the, you know, the jelly analogy is uh, you value you Mm -hmm. and, and you are actually, uh, you're very expensive. Mm-hmm. This guy's gonna have to bring way more than he brought on that last jelly, you know. <laughs> like, dude, wow, that that's a, that could be a deal breaker the way you did that jelly right there, and and he needs to know that this self respect that she has, I have to match it mm-hmm. in order to lead it, and that is that really I think comes from this relationship where I am teaching you 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 have to value your heart you have and and you have to steward that because there's a lot of folks that have no idea how to communicate respect to a woman mm-hmm. as especially as a young man yeah i remember standing at uh 
your wedding, <laughs> and I got you on my arm, and uh, Rob says, and who gives this woman to this man? And I thought, this is your chance to get out of it right here, honey. You know, you're going to trade me for that boy. Is that you sure you want to do this? This is all going on in my head. And you're like, yeah, daddy. Yeah, I do. And I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe what was happening. Like, you are going into the stewardship of this boy. Mm -hmm. Wow. We got to stick around. We got to keep close here. This is going to be, this is going to be a bloodbath, you know? So it was, uh, it, it was, uh, Part of the provision really was to uh, do everything that I could to respect you so that you respected you mm-hmm. and then protect that as we matured. Yeah. I, and now having a daughter that's older, you know, when, when, I, when she holds the standard of her dad next to the, the boys that she's dating or, or interested in, I love that she's got such a good example of the same thing, and I, I, I think that's what I remembered you did for me was, how does this, and, and now it's funny because we're 20 years in, you and mom are nearly 40, and I laugh. I'm like, I literally married my dad in so many ways, mm-hmm. which is so funny because mm-hmm. I, I knew that that was what I was looking for, but I there were definitely moments where I couldn't see it because Ben is so himself and now I'm like, oh, you are, you are so my dad. You're so my dad. This is, this is hilarious. But it's, it's wonderful all in the same time. Yeah. So, but that's the beauty of, of fathers for sure. Yeah. Well, this, um, this series has been a lot of fun to do. And, and if, if, if you're just getting in on it, you might want to start at the beginning. Yeah. Start at the beginning <laughs> and kind of listen through, um, but if I was going to leave you with maybe one one thought, I, I think I would say make sure that you surround yourself with great men. Mm-hmm. You know, As a man, you've got to have brothers. You've got to have these guys that will tell you the truth. They'll razz you. They'll encourage you. They'll chide you. They'll rebuke you. They will inspire you. They'll cry with you. They will... Um, you know, they will be there not only today, but tomorrow. And, and, the, and the best friends have been there yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we build these covenant relationships amongst men and we make time and priority for them. Mm-hmm. As much as if you know you you somehow have figured out how to go to the gym or you figured out how to go golfing or you figured out how to you know, include something in your life, this would be one of those things that you make a priority. And uh, and maybe you could go to the gym with these guys or maybe you could go golfing with these guys or whatever. But it, it's, it's got to be when you're down, when you're hurting, when you're confused, you have somebody you can call. Mm-hmm. And don't allow yourself to develop what uh, Stephen Mansfield calls uh, rusty relationships mm. where it's been so long since you talked to this guy and now you're hurting and you're down and you feel stupid for calling him mm-hmm. because you didn't value him a- enough for the last year yeah. and a half and now you're going to call him? No, you're not. You're going to do this by yourself again, yeah. which is is Proverbs 18.1, a man who isolates himself 
seeks his own desire, and rages against wise counsel and judgment. You basically end up a fool when you isolate yourself. And this is what happens because I didn't prioritize. Hmm. And I can't believe it's been, wow, has it really been nine months since I talked to you? Wow, how you been? Yeah, good. Hey, I am in trouble. Yeah. Like, no, that's not going to happen. It's going to be somebody's going to look at you and say, hey, where you been? Mm -hmm. Are you in trouble? Are you hiding? Mm -hmm. You know, it's been, this is the second weekend we haven't talked. What's going on? Yeah, I'm in trouble. I think it's important, you know, for the the wives to make space for those things as well. Yeah, it's it's a partnership for sure. And you know, Ben's on a call twice a month with your Dragon Slayers group and with his. Mm-hmm. And then all the calls in between of all these guys just calling to check in, mm-hmm. that guy's on the phone all the time. Um and he was doing also the, the Jesus Cultures men. So the three nights, three Thursdays out of the month, he's doing something with these men. Typically, Jesus Culture is not as as frequent, but um, you know, it is it, it's a sacrifice. It comes, it, you know, it costs something. But mm-hmm. the benefit that I have seen from him doing this um, far outweighs any Thursday night I'm giving up. Yeah, and. And what I get to see in Ben is he's always been a really great friend. Like he's always, that's just one of Ben's qualities. He's a great friend. But it's like he went to the gym for being a friend and by doing Dragon Slayers. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. All of a sudden he's worked up muscle with his intentionality, how he stewards these these friendships and how he asks questions with these friends, how he lets people in. It's something I haven't seen in all the years I've been with Ben and his friendships. It's just another level um, of commitment and covenant that I'm seeing him develop an ability to give away. And it and it doesn't. It's not just in these relationships. It's even with me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like he's gone to the gym for friendship, yeah. and he brings that strength back to me. Yeah, and and he has an option besides you. To process with, mm-hmm. you know. So when he's feeling insecure or he's feeling like a failure or he's feeling, uh, you know, confused or whatever, it, he's not processing that with you. You know, you don't have to get drugged through your your leader, your man's cow pie, you know. <laughs> he's over there talking to his guys about this. And and they sort him out, you know, because mm-hmm. they've done it too. And and at the very least, they're laughing about it, you know. But but probably what's happening is he's getting some really great input, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's changing and maturing, and he's bringing that back to you. Yeah, I would say he comes back with a solution yeah. to this thing I saw on him, where you know it used to be, "Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I don't believe you. What are you gonna do?" Like. That doesn't necessarily happen as much as it used to because he's. I'm gonna go find guys like he goes there and then comes back. I'm like, yeah, I noticed this morning you were kind of off. You seemed better. Oh, yeah. I talked to Justin. I'm like, oh, great, good, good. Awesome. Welcome back. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's very much awesome. Fun. Well, that's the power of brotherhood, and that I think is is probably the key element that's mm-hmm. going to keep us on track going forward as men. It's going to make us great. Fathers, great husbands, great men of God, mm-hmm. great citizens. It's, you know, 
surround yourself with great men and greatness. You'll comes. be like them. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right, we're about to go to questions. We are okay. I, I like this leading thing. You're just like leading the conversation. And you're like, yeah, we're going to go to questions now. You yeah. should, you, is, I, I, I can get used to this. I'm about this to take is, over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> We want to tell you a truly inspirational story. In 1997, starting with nothing but their faith, Steve and Kathy Horner sold everything and moved from Weaverville, California to Tijuana, embarking on a journey to create an orphanage. Since then, over 5,000 children have been rescued, loved, and restored through the mission's radical faith-based approach. And now, over 30 years later, Jimmy and Gina Horner, their children, are continuing to fight, believing that the church can create an orphanless world. They are transforming nations one child at a time, and you can be a part of this incredible mission by joining the Missions Sponsor Program. For just $30 a month donation, this directly helps the children's needs and allowing the mission to create an extended community of care around these kids. By joining the sponsorship program, you'll receive a monthly newsletter, which I love to get, and updates on the kids that you're sponsoring. And these kids that you're sponsoring come from all over the world, Mexico, Romania, and Nicaragua. I mean, they're providing services like orphan care, after-school programs. They are doing all sorts of amazing things to help better these children. We are believing with them that within our lifetime, an orphanless world is possible. And every contribution brings us closer to that reality. Your generosity can change lives and transform nations. It's as easy as visiting this website, www.themission.org forward slash sponsor. This is how you become a sponsor for a child today. Just remember, we are partnering with the mission and helping create whole healthy people that create whole healthy families. All right. Well, we're back and we're going to answer some questions, but just in case you wanted to know where to send your question, you can do that by uh, direct messaging me or my dad on Instagram. That's probably the best place for us to field questions for the future Mm -hmm. if you're interested in that. So, but we'll dive in. Brittany Serple. Yes, Brittany Serple. And, and Danny Loving on Purpose. It's almost like it's somebody's reminding me of something. <laughs> Danny Love on Purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you just have to spell my name right. That's the trickiest part. It's true. But I think Loving on Purpose is in my title. So if you do Brittany and Loving on Purpose, I think it comes up. But yeah. anyways. Yeah. Or you follow you. If they follow you, then they usually can find me pretty okay. easy. All right. So, so this is easier than it seems. It, I hope so. Okay. It should be. Okay. So give us your questions because we love them. Yep. All right. The first question that we have is how do you build a love for doing hard things and facing your fears? How do you how do you build a love for that? Uh, well, it's probably you know linked to the value that you have for the outcome, the reward. Hmm. Like like, is the reward big enough? powerful enough to motivate you through the the hard things you know i i remember for years we heard that uh purpose gives or vision gives 
pain, pain. or purpose. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that that's exactly right. That there, there's something you're looking forward to that you are not willing to live without. And it, it kind of comes down to, I'm not willing to do this without that in mm-hmm. my life. Um, and, and that is... Uh, a nourishing, connected relationship with my spouse that I really enjoy. Mm. Like, well, that would be a, a really smart thing to build in your dating relationship is that we really enjoy each other, our time together, our, uh, you know, we, we have a similar destination we're working towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are honest with each other. Early on in this relationship, you yeah. know, the, oh, I don't care, whatever you want, <laughs> that stuff all dries up pretty fast. And we start saying, uh, no, no, I don't enjoy that. No, I, I won't be, I won't be getting in on that. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, hey, hey, that's being honest, you know. So, I'm laughing thinking about we were just somewhere and Ben's trying to get me in a cold plunge. Oh. And I'm like, no. no. He, he says, do you love me? I said, I do, but not in that way. Yeah. But it's just yeah. I love you enough to tell you the truth right now. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come on, you're gonna love it. No, you don't love it. Yeah, yeah. You do it, but you don't love it. Yeah. Well, eventually you do. You get numb. You just go numb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, do you really love doing the hard things? Is it or is it just a I I love the result and the outcome. That's more. I, I think it would be I love the progress. Mm-hmm. I love the progress, and and progress is my reward right now because I'm not there yet. Yeah. And so as long as I, I I love making progress, then I'll welcome this this hard, mm-hmm. challenging, piece resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the James chapter one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Consider it all joy mm-hmm. when you face these various trials. Well. <laughs> Um, Yay! Yeah, struggle! Yeah, Can't wait! Oh, look yeah. at that mountain! Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be exhausted. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be so much fun. Not, you know, uh-huh. but we're gonna get there. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I I do remember climbing Mount Shasta, fourteen thousand one hundred feet, and I was rejoicing at taking six steps. <laughs> I I was just take six steps and stop mm-hmm. and try to catch my breath again. And as soon as my, as soon as my, you know, I, I, the dizzy thing left, mm-hmm. I'd take six more steps. Mm-hmm. And each time, and I thought, well, I don't know how many of these yeah. I got to do, but I got to do one <laughs> oh, more. That's yeah. like, I got to do one more. It just kept it in front of me yeah. and progress, progress. And then pretty soon you're standing on the summit, signing your name in that little pad in the metal box on the top. You're like, wow. I did it. Done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I could see that it's not really the love of doing it, but the love for progress and growth and the reward that you're yeah that you're looking at the yeah. success that's tied to it. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Um, next question is: What does it look like for a single mom raising boys without a father in the home? How can how can she be successful with raising those boys? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if there's more than one, there's that potential for brotherhood, but they've got to be got an example somewhere so how can she be successful well she has to you know she has to first realize that they need something that she can't give them mm-hmm. you know man lessons 
So then she has to be really careful about who she selects in doing that because it's it's uh, there's a lot of things that you don't want your boys to have mm-hmm. to unlearn. Right. Um, you know, I I think that uh, I I got around a lot of guys that were older but kind of peers as a as a young man. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, like I left home when I was fifteen. You know, I'm like, okay, well, this this is uh, kind of scary out here. And yet there were adults around me because mm-hmm. that's I was entering an adult life. And there were there were people who were responsible, who went to work every day, who uh, paid their bills. They, uh, you know, they so they would talk to me. And I, 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 I do remember getting a bunch of, you know, basic life skills from people that were older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I had to unlearn a ton of stuff because I don't. I don't know that my mom figured out soon enough that I I need some models, role models, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it wasn't really until I got saved that my life transformed. But you know, obviously that was from the inside out. Um, if I were coaching a mom now, I would be I'd have those kids in sports. You know, and I'd be I'd be picking the coach. I wouldn't be letting the coach pick my kids. I'd be like, no, nah, no, you're kind of a jerk. No, <laughs> these kids are yeah. not going to learn that. They're not going to learn that from you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're an assistant coach somewhere as a mom, you know, on a team or whatever. But you get your you get your boys around other boys, and you mm-hmm. get them doing those kinds of things, and you participate in it at some level because there will be below standard activity that you want to be sure that you're like, no, no, you're not going to spend the night at Johnny's house. No, that's not happening. Uh, Eddie, you can go over to Eddie's (laughs) house. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. we can do that. Um, Just be present and, and, and participate at the same time. Realize it's, it's really not your job to give in man lessons. Mm -hmm. I remember watching a few, single moms asked Ben to be this presence for some of mm. um, their sons. And, you know, Ben Ben was young. We had young kids, so he was still learning how to figure it out. But he was doing better than there was nothing at home. So, um, and what's fun now is to see some of those young men come back and um, say thank you to Ben for being that example for pieces that – you know, I think about, you know, we had Chris, John Tillery, Bill Johnson, Bill Derryberry. I mean, you had all these different types of men that gave you different pieces that helped you develop how to be a man. Mm-hmm. And I, I love when um, the, the courage it takes to ask, um, I think that's another piece I would encourage moms is be brave enough for your boys to ask a great guy, do you have capacity mm-hmm. and are you willing? Mm-hmm. And, and take whatever they can can give you. Like mm-hmm. they may not be able to be their father, but they can give you an hour once a week. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think that when I just as I'm thinking about this answer, I, I think what my mom did right was I played Little League baseball, Dr. Polka 
I don't know what and that is. He was the doctor in town. His oh. name was Dr. Polka, Mike Polka. Um, he was just an old gruff, you know, doctor, you know. And he <laughs> I can was, only imagine. He, he did a good job, though. He did a good job. He did a good job with his son. His son went on to be like Mr. Baseball or something. But he mm-hmm. was a good coach. And my mom was at my games. Mm-hmm. Um, she, But she, I was around him. I was around practice, around those guys. And I, she also had me in Cub Scouts, mm. and that was, a, you know, that was a, a deal. My, my. Uh, I remember you sharing the story on here about the, the dad that helps take the wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was my that. friend Bert Fackrell's dad, Ron Fackrell. Oh, I didn't yeah, know it was he, he, uh, he helped me with those little projects yeah. that you're supposed to make something out of. You know, <laughs> like oh, geez, I don't even know what this is, and. Uh, so he kept me in, you know, he kept me in the game. I, mm-hmm. I, I got a ribbon. Yeah. And, uh, but the Cub Scout experience was being around other boys who are learning about, you know, about the same age as me. And, you know, I, I understand it got surrounded by, invaded by, you Whatever. know, perverts and predators. But, you know, if you can find some place that you feel safe and you feel, uh, you, you respect the leaders there, mm-hmm. and they're going to create a good culture, um, and you know, get, find a way to get involved in that. Yeah, that's great. I, I think those are all really good suggestions. And um, yeah, okay. So the next question we we have is: this, uh, many people now have a fear of having family and kids. Society says that we are better off without them. How do we counteract those lies? Uh, get married and have a bunch of kids. <laughs> you know, just do it. Just do it. Get out there and just do it. Because um, what we need is is we need a we we need a bunch of families out there. Is what okay. we need. The the demise of our society is people getting more and more selfish and uh, more and more afraid. Totally. You know, they just get more and more afraid of of sacrifice of uh, devotion of covenant you know the 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 more you avoid something the more afraid you are of it mm-hmm. you know if you if you're just terrified of spiders and every one of them you freak out and run away from <laughs> the next spider is bigger and hairier and and more dangerous well, I, all i can think about is delaney we went to the sundial bridge and it's a land of spiders there if you've oh, yeah. ever been there in reading it's just full of river spiders so they're big yeah 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 we were walking. or nowhere near anything that yeah. could be close to it. And she's screaming, yeah, flipping out. I was yeah. laughing. I said, "No spiders are going to jump on your head right now. Yeah. You need to calm down." Yeah, but it's it's true. I I think about. Um, do you want to be a consumer in this world or a contributor? Mm-hmm. And so much of deciding to not have a family, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to not be a consumer. Yeah, and and that's. That selfishness, that thing that takes over, because you've decided I I just want to feed myself, yeah. and, and to contribute and to sow into and to, you know, that having kids, marriage is amazing and super fun. It's on one level, but then it's like you level up when you have kids. It just gets so much more fun, and and then watching. You know, there's heartache in it, but there's heartache in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And there's it, having a family is the greatest reward I think that you can have here. Mm-hmm. 
as an expression of what the Father has for us is such a beautiful invitation. The greatest things that have happened in my life happened because I got married and I had children. Who I am today happened because Mm -hmm. I got married and had children. That, That pulled things out of me that no other experience would have pulled out of me. Absolutely. You know. And, uh, and 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 forced me to face about myself, forced me to grow and develop, and and gave me a strength to give away. Mm-hmm. I I think of uh, a conversation I had recently with a, a young man, and and uh, he was he was basically saying, you know, how how do I get respect from a man? I said, oh, you know, I think that what I respect most about other men. Is there is there a level of responsibility? Mm. And I was talking about Ben. I you know I said, look at Ben. Mm. You know, Ben has not only has he taken great responsibility for his own heart and his own character, but he's taken responsibility for a wife, and he's taken responsibility for children, and he's taken responsibility to be an influence and to, and to grow as a leader, and he's he's a, he's taking responsibility for people that may. He may never met, let alone will they ever say thank you. And that that garners a lot of respect when you see people take responsibility and they build companies and they employ people and they impact schools, they impact uh, the poor. They you know they just do all these things with the strength of their life because they took on responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful thing. I I don't know why you would. Um, it's like you're you're missing out if you choose to partner with. You got with tricked. It. You got you're duped. Just, you, you totally got duped. You you gave into that lie and it it's robbed you. Yeah. And I would just chase after truth. Yeah. Which I think the Bible actually encourages this if I'm if I've read it right. But you know, anyways. Yeah. Well, it's it it is. Super important that we, you know, break through that mm-hmm. that lie and and realize that uh, the biggest best life that you have available to you is the uh, on the other side of building a family, mm-hmm. and and then just st- staying with it and continuing to build it. And I know people have been through broken families and have had to figure it out. And that's I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it will. You you do a good job. Working through all that, and you you couldn't have created a life for yourself. Uh, watching YouTube and playing video games and right. sitting in a room by yourself for the rest of your life. Because when you get to the end of this whole deal, people at your bedside are not going to be the founders of Google, you know, <laughs> or any of that. You know, know. you're not even going to have your phone there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be your family members. It's going to be the places where you invested your life and your loved ones. That's, and that's what you're going to wonder if you did a good job with at the end of your life. You're yeah. not, you know, there's nobody laying on their bed going, "Gosh, I wish I would have made some more money." Yeah, it's definitely not what they're looking for no. in that moment. Well, I I love this. Um, the last few episodes that you've invited in, all the fun conversations you've had, what you've talked about. Um, you know, it, what we have coming up next is some really fun things. We're actually going to dive a little bit deeper. Um, we're going to talk about women, Mm. you know, wives, mothers, sisters, kind of, um, 
just the depth in that and the value in that. And then after we're done, we're going to let you boys go back at it again and, mm-hmm. and have some more fun talking about men and fathers and brothers and, and you know, what does that look like? So We're working our way up, to, as guys anyways, we're working our way up to uh, releasing the Dragon Slayers book that's coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And all that goes with that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll announce all that as it you comes will. out. You but. will, you will. But the next eight episodes are going to be really focusing on women and then men, mm-hmm. and it should be a lot of fun. And you won't want to miss it. Yeah. So come join us. But as always, thank you so much for watching the Kylo Show. We are very grateful um, that you've been listening with us. And um, you heard before, just we're sowing into our family uh, the mission, uh, what they're doing, and chasing after uh, erasing the word orphan. Um, from the vocabulary. I love their vision. They yeah. said uh, just that they want to have to explain that to their great-grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful challenge. So if, if you haven't um, and you're interested in partnering with just uh, our expression of chasing after fatherlessness, that's our, our partner that we love and trust. So um, you could get, visit them at the mission inc.org, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But We'll see you next time on The Kyla Show, and have a great day. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kyla Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kyla Show is produced by Allie Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families are going to save the world. <laughs>